Napoleon once said, The Battle of Austerlitz is the finest of all I have fought. The Battle of Austerlitz is sometimes called the Battle of the Three Emperors because it involved the emperors of Russia and Austria against Napoleon. By 1805, Austria and Russia were tired with what they perceived to be Napoleon's arrogance. They joined forces to teach him a lesson. However, Napoleon's military strategies proved ingenious and, despite the strength of his joint opponents, he emerged victorious. To celebrate this significant victory, he ordered the building of several majestic triumphal monuments, one of which, the Arc de Triomphe, is now a celebrated landmark in France. By 1811, Napoleon's empire was at its greatest size. He ruled over 80 million people, and his influence stretched right across Europe. He must have believed that his fame and authority knew no limits, and yet, it must be owned that fortune spoiled me, he said. Here I was, 30 years of age, I found myself invested with great power and the mover of great events. In 1812, the empire, however, began to crumble. That year, Napoleon went to war with Tsar Alexander I, the emperor of Russia. Incredibly, Napoleon marched his army all the way to Moscow. However, the French went on to encounter terrible losses, over 400,000 soldiers had begun the battle, but only 40,000 returned. The French also suffered miserably in the freezing conditions, which often plunged 20 degrees below zero. For the first time, Napoleon's soldiers returned to France defeated. More trouble came in 1814, when a group of European countries joined together to fight back against the powerful domination of the French. Napoleon gathered together the best army that he could muster, but years of fighting had left the French army depleted. Despite some successes, Napoleon's army were eventually defeated. From his palace at Fontainebleau, Napoleon signed a treaty relinquishing his right to the throne. It stated, The Allied powers, having declared that the Emperor Napoleon is the sole obstacle to the re-establishment of a general peace in Europe, the Emperor Napoleon, faithful to his oath, declares that he renounces, for himself and his heirs, the throne of France and Italy, and that there is no personal sacrifice, not even that of life itself, which he is not willing to make for the interests of France. Napoleon was then forced into exile on Elba, an island near Italy, accompanied by his mother and sister Pauline, that's the end of Napoleon, his enemies must have thought. Napoleon busied himself with projects. He set up an army, mined the iron deposits, extracted salt from the marshes and built roads. Yet he was soon frustrated. Death is nothing, he once said. But to live defeated and inglorious is to die daily. In 1815... Napoleon escaped from imprisonment on the island of Elba and set about returning to France. Back on French soil, he met a regiment of French soldiers. Napoleon dismounted his horse, walked to within gunshot range, bared his breast and stated to the soldiers, Here I am, kill your emperor if you wish. The soldiers were understandably startled, 
Was this man really Napoleon, the great emperor? After a few moments of shocked silence, one called out, Vive l'Empereur! Long live the emperor. They joined him for his return to Paris and gathered many more soldiers along the way. Many French people were pleased to see Napoleon return to the throne. With relative ease, Napoleon deposed the newly instituted King Louis XVIII and regained complete control of France. However, his authority was not to last for long. This period of Napoleon's rule is called the Hundred Days because his rule was for approximately this long. Many European countries were incensed by Napoleon's self-appointed return to power. They declared him an outlaw and began to rally their forces against him. This time, their victory would be decisive. Napoleon's last battle was the Battle of Waterloo on the 18th of June, 1815. In this infamous and intense battle, Napoleon's rule as emperor was finally extinguished.